Is this thing working? Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and to everybody out there listening to us. Here we are Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, the week's, the week's wrapping up. God, dog, it's been a big week. Been a lot of stuff, a lot of news, man. It has. It's been like jam-packed full of news. Yeah. We've so. had the RNC in chaos. We still got the border going on. Yeah. Um, Learning, got, learning new things about that every day too. We can get into that tomorrow. Yeah, we need, we do need to bring a, a update on the border. There's been a lot going on, a lot of gaslighting too. Calling a Governor Abbott authoritative. We'll get into, into that, that later on. And then there's the update on the border convoy, and I believe one of the convoys has made it to. What, 35 miles from Eagle Pass? Right. So that's where they're at. And you're hearing all kinds of noise about them going straight down to Eagle Pass and starting some issues. And, you know, that is all media-driven, just letting you know they are not doing that. And they're down there to pray. That's all they're down there to do. And people are acting like they're like, Coming down there to start violence, to start, start violence. a civil war, that kind of thing. That's not what we're doing. This is a peaceful protest. That's and right. it has been from the beginning. It was told that it was. If you kind of look at the talk and the narrative and, and the things that they're trying to put out here right now about the FBI is going to have their eye on this and they're going to be watching this down there and all of that, don't let them get you in a trap. Don't let them instigate you into something that you can't get yourself out of without legal help. Okay. That's right. Just please, just stay peaceful. Yes. We, we have and, a message and, and stay peaceful with it. And I believe that that's their intention. Um, I read this morning an article where they said that's all they're doing is just down there to pray. You know, they're not down there to start any problems. And if anybody's infiltrated, they should know that already. Well, yeah, But look for all the signs you know, you see someone out there that's, you know, like, let's do this, and you know it's wrong, you know that's got to be something. Yeah. So look for the signs and just pray. Yeah. Do what you're going to do for everybody. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. It's it's not against the law to pray. No, they can't not. say nothing to you. It's for, not for, against the law to drive down to, pray. to. The Constitution is supposed to protect us from those things. Yes. Um, it's supposed to. Apparently, with the story that we've got this morning, headlines that we got this morning, Apparently, sometimes that's not true, I guess. Oh, no. No, we got... Um, that you can't pray. You, yeah, you can't pray. We, Apparently, in some <laughs> in some instances, it is against the law. It is against the law. You can be convicted. You can be convicted for 11 years. For 11 years. We're going to talk about the pro-life activists who get 11 years for breaking the FACE Act. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. All right, I have an article here put out by the uh, Rahim from the National Pulse. And he the headline here says, Pro-life activists face 11 years in jail at hands of a Biden DOJ. And this happened in Nashville. A Nashville grand jury charged six peaceful pro-life activists with violating the FACE Act and conspiracy against rights after the Biden Justice Department brought charges in 2022. This, to me, is absolutely horrible. Absurd. It's absurd. But I'm going to tell you what the FACE Act is. It's a 1994 law that prohibits threats, obstruction, and physical violence against patients and employees of abortion and reproduction health centers. 
This includes pro-life centers. But on March 5th, 2021, pro-life activists held a peaceful protest outside a Tennessee abortion clinic, which the DOJ claims prevented a patient and employee from entering. Live stream footage actually shows them praying, singing hymns, and urging women to reconsider their decision to seek an abortion. The stream shows some protesters sitting in front of the clinic door and refusing to move when asked. Hey, can I ask something real quick you about that? You go right ahead. Okay, it, it says here that the, the stream shows some protesters sitting in front of the, of the clinic doors and refusing to move when asked. Could those people walk past them and open the door? Well, I'm, I really don't know. Could they enter the building is what I'm asking. Right. Could they truly enter the building or were, they, or were these people leaning against the doors actually truly blocking the door? Well, we don't have the stream, but we have pictures. And you can see the picture that they're sitting in front of the door. You know, so I don't know that they could get in or get out. Was, was it violent? No. Was it threatening? No, they were all sitting there praying. Well, there was no threat of violence. Well, none. But all six defendants, okay, I'm going to name them. They're Chet Gallagher, Coleman Boyd, Heather Idoni, Cal Zastro, Sorry if I'm butchering your names. Paul Vaughn and Dennis Green. They face up to 10 and a half years in prison and fines of up to 260000 You know, okay, so I'm reading this about the FACE Act, and I'm trying to think of if this is Biden's, if this is his way of, I, what I'm, well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm th- sitting there trying to think about all the times they did this to people. I mean, these people are just sitting here praying. But I know of protesters that sit in the gum road. Right, and block and, traffic. And block traffic. Right. Is that not the same thing? Wouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be? Obstruction? And well, how come nobody's um, suing them? Because. For the FACE Act. This is the point I'm trying to make. Be- this because is Biden's. What were, because what they were actually F- doing was peaceful. What they were actually doing was okay. Everybody can sit there and look at that. These people that are saying that it wasn't can sit there and look at that too and know that it is. That's why I brought up the question about the door. Were they truly sitting in front of the door where if that person went to reach that handle, they would not have adequate room to open the door and walk into the building or walk back out? There's people in front of the building, but were they obstructing? I don't know that they were, but I do know that According to the FACE Act, it prohibits threats, obstruction, and physical violence against patients and employees. Okay? There was no there threats. There was none of that. There, there was, was no none threats. Of there was no physical violence. The obstruction is so iffy, I guess, that depending on where this case is heard, depending on if... The Tennessee? Depending, yeah, depending on the party, the party stronghold in that area is a big factor in how this is going to go. Just like we, we see with Donald Trump in New York and in D.C., you're not going to get a fair trial. No. Do you think that this was, was fair? I, I don't believe that it was because everything that we've seen about this shows that they were peaceful. Yes. It's not worth 10 and a half to 11 years and $260,000 in fines. That's the message that the Bidens are trying to send to us is that, you can't do this, and we're going to make an example out of these people so that in the future you think about that and won't do it again. Let me tell you something. 
Biden administration, government, all of you that believe that way, you kiss my. Right. I, hey, you, I couldn't have said it better. And what, what, what I do want to say is the defendants argued that the Biden DOJ disproportionately seeks charges against pro-lifers while choosing not to use the FACE Act against abortionists who protest a pro-life center's churches. This was the point I was trying to make, I guess, right here, because they do worse. Yeah, and then they target, then they target Christians, mm-hmm. Christian persecution. Yes. You know, according to data compiled by the progressive anti-abortion uprising, the Biden regime has used the FACE Act 126 times to charge pro-life activists, three times to charge pro-abortion activists. The numbers don't lie. They don't lie. So That's why the left hates the numbers and the facts. It just blows their brains up. And you know what? I never really heard of the FACE Act until (laughs) the Biden administration got in there. You know, it's like, oh, we remember it. Well, this is a 1994 act, too. Exactly. So it's 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 been there a while. It's been there, but they, it hasn't been used. Exactly. Why? Because, because no one's the, done that. Exactly. It wasn't used because the protests had not met those standards. Those, yep. Agreed. The 2020 riots met those standards. Yes, they did. The climate change bullcrap. Yep. Meets those standards. Yes, it does. You shouldn't have the right to um, force people to not go to work because of your climate change agenda. Tearing down statues during a a BLM protest. Mm -hmm. Yes. That should be face action. It really should. Well, because a lot of people got hurt. Well, I think it should be against the law, but against the face act itself, this is talking about abortion clinics. Yes. You know, so this was that law set up for these people specifically. But still, you look at that picture. And I don't see nothing violent. I see people that sat down and, and kneel before their God who they worship and prayed to their God, not for themselves, but they prayed for the people inside that building. Yeah. How offensive is that? This is what this comes to. This is this is bad. It is. It is. And we're going to keep an eye on this because it's only going to get worse. I do know that there was one, one case that gentleman actually got, he got released. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. But our government, they keep trying to act like they're actually doing something. So we get this breaking news from the Oversight Committee. It says, the White House is refusing to hand over early drafts of President Biden's 2015 Ukraine speech where he called for the firing of the Ukrainian prosecutor, Victor Shokin. Let me tell you, I'm going to ask you, do you remember the speech? Do you remember the speech, James? I didn't hear the the actual speech, I guess, but I heard his explanation after the speech, and it pretty much debunks everything he just said. You want me to play you something that'll debunk any defense that they have a, about this? I'm, I'm glad that this topic has finally come up. Here we go. Please, like I said yesterday on our, on our Facebook page, I said, let's keep this open border crisis in the forefront but at the same time Pete, please let's not forget about this keep pushing this out here this is big time important every time that the biden's come up on something the oversight committee anybody finds out about them there's always some other chaos that ensues and this gets buried don't let this get buried 
Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our others, <coughs> to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kyiv, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Yeah, that's your president. This video's been out for a while, so anything that the White House has to say about that, you're full of it, man. You're lying. We know better. Totally debunked. So where do you think where do you think this speech is? I mean, um, are they just hiding it? <laughs> did they uh, bleach it? Shouldn't I mean, shouldn't somebody have an, Shouldn't somebody else in the entire world have a transcript of the, that that speech? Well, you know, um, Jim Jordan of this oversight committee, he says these drafts are important as it is believed based on public reporting that the then-VP called an audible and changed U.S. policy toward Ukraine to benefit his son on the plane ride to Ukraine. Joe Biden later bragged about withholding a U.S. loan guarantee if Ukraine did not fire the prosecutor, which we just heard. Yeah, there was no policy change. That's BS, man. Yep. Show me the policy, cite the article, cite the section, show me the policy number, something. Well, it, it changed the way that they dealt with Ukraine, I believe is what he's talking about, what show they're talking me. about. Show me. You can because see it. You can see it with the war. Well, you can see that, but show me the policy. Show me where that was. Because to me, that sounds like something that should have been brought up as a as a bill. Yeah. Brought up. Brought yeah, up as a resolution, have. brought up as a bill, and, and put before both houses asking. the exact. They're like, where is it? Exactly. How come we where changed is it? the policy and there is nothing? Because you're there. all liars. The Biden administration is nothing but liars. Well, they said in the why if the White House does not permit the production of these documents, our committee will consider the use of compulsory process bribery. For some reason. This is just a letter, like, saying, hey, we're just going to tell the media about you, and that's it. What are they going to do? <laughs> Nothing. I mean, it, it really doesn't <laughs> compulsory. <laughs> anyway, but there's that. So we really, this is really important. I know it doesn't sound like it is. I know because our, our beloved government, Congress, you know, just like to put out these little things to say, hey, well, we're looking at this, but they don't really do anything about it. No. But really, we need to push this out there because Joe Biden is a criminal. Everyone needs to know about it. And we need to call into accountability our Department of Justice and our FBI. We need to call those people Everybody into accountability that's, that's covering that's for them. That's covering. I wonder where that speech would be. Would it be like in files somewhere? Who knows? <laughs> would it be on a digital file maybe? I bet you everybody that knows where... 
that would be has already been contacted before <laughs> this story ever come out. Sorry, y'all. That speech is missing. Yep. I'm there's, just saying. There's our, if you can't find it by now, it's gone. So, but let's keep putting it out there because we know there was a speech. Because we got the answer right there. What we're going to move on to next is a little bit more about the Biden administration. This is going to be interesting. This with uh, James O'Keefe. He has a breaking video. He's got top White House cyber official who tells O'Keefe in disguise they can't say it publicly. The White House wants to replace Kamala Harris and confirms President Joe Biden's mental decline. Biden is definitely slowing down, this guy said. <laughs> We're going to play you a little bit of the video. It's 13 minutes long. There's a lot of information here. But I'm going to play you the part where it kind of introduces the fella so that you know who it is that's given this information. Here we go. This is on O'Keefe Media. OMG is what it's called, their video. Support Citizen Journalism Foundation's independent journalism. Please go to citizenjournalismfoundation.com to learn more. Charlie Crager is a cybersecurity policy analyst and foreign affairs desk officer in the executive office of the White House. He manages two federal agencies and for the last four years worked at the State Department. He works on the president's priorities, executive orders, is a high-up official, and cybersecurity subject matter expert. I met with him undercover on Sunday, January the 21st, with my hair dyed, wearing fake eyeglasses. Not only did he not recognize me, he sang like a bird. His social media, which was scrubbed after my initial meeting with him, says he likes long walks on the beach and diplomatic negotiations. <laughs> Don't we all? Harvard? What about that? Yes, I'm in the executive education program there. At the really? yeah, so I, I got a job at the State Department. The State it's Department. Like, I essentially started at Georgetown, and I applied at State, and I went to Georgetown for my master's, where I studied when I joined the, um, the security studies program in the School of Foreign Service. So when I was there, I focused on like cybersecurity and cyber, technically cyber intelligence. So like the like espionage and the spy game that cyber intelligence. You really are James Bond, aren't you? I know. My my grandmother, my grandmother likes to be like, he's a spy, he's a spy. And my parents are like, you can't say that. Don't don't tell people. Don't say these that. Don't say that you're a spy. <laughs> that makes you like a target. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I mean, but no, I'm not a spy. I work for the White House. I I do oversight management, and so my job is to. Um, help oversee like responses to cyber incidents and cybersecurity problems and so I manage two federal agencies the State Department and USAID so I I like have recurring meetings with them where we talk about goals and we talk about, about the president's priorities and like how are they coming on certain executive order deliverables and like all of this kind of stuff Charlie says he's responsible for protecting the networks of the federal agencies so when you say so that is who Charlie is. He goes on to talk about things uh, that happen in the Biden White House. I mean, he does sing like a bird. When he, when he talks about his, his meeting with Michelle Obama? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to that's what I was going to bring up here. This is what he says about about Michelle Obama. He he says that he had a meeting with Michelle Obama and someone asked her, "Will you ever run for office?" and she said, "No." 
she was like, I've seen all this shit my husband has had to go through, and this does not interest me. But Kamala Harris hemorrhages Blackstaff. She can't keep Blackstaff. They quit on her en masse. She will be the vice president nominee. There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. She's not popular, but you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the GD presidential ticket. Like, what kind of message are you going to send to, like, African-American voters? People would be like, WTF, like, she's a woman and she's multiracial. Yeah, so there is. They're, she's so, so bad that I don't think people really care what color she is. So, so the word is out that the word is out that they're going to replace Biden with with Kamala. Yes. So there we go. That's that's what it all boils down to. You really need to go and get the full. We do not have time to play the full video. Yeah, but so, look it up on. But Twitter. look it up on Twitter, or it's probably everywhere now. And listen to it because this guy is singing. He's just singing the canary. And what's what's really is I'm watching the video. He's young. And like he says, he's he's got all of this important information at his fingertips. This cyber security, what? And this is who is running our important agencies, supposedly. And it looks like he's running too, mm-hmm. from what he said. What? Is this world coming to? But before we close our show today, what I want you to do today <laughs> is talk it's, to your neighbor. It's funny because we, we, we've literally sounded like a conspiracy show, and this is all actual crap that's going on it in is our stuff world, that's going man. On. I mean, I get so amazed. I think a lot of times, you know, we go... So, at, Sometimes we bring these headlines and these stories to you, and we're so flabbergasted by it. We really ain't got no opinion either. <laughs> we're like, it's so crazy. All of this is crazy. And the fact that the Democrat Party, who is so secretive, manages to just fall for these undercover people is amazing to me. It's because they want... They really want to tell people how great they are, you know? It's just what we hear Dan Bongino say all the time. They're stupid. They are stupid. And I'm sorry, but they are. I mean... They're they're stupid. I mean, because we just got through talking about three of the Democrats' things. The FACE Act that they're using against conservative people that pray. Just more proof of more targeting. And then the Biden uh, DOJ is hiding letters... Of criminal intent, of, of bribery Biden and bribery. Yeah, and, and then and we influence. have this yeah. security guy who's just giving away our security shit. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, <laughs> man. OMG, this is, media. That's, it is it, nuts. That's America, and that's yep. the Democrat Party. And you know what? Just like Bongino says, they're stupid. They are. You know, but but you know what? They might be stupid, but they're effective, and we need. To be effective. Right. Remember back in the, the 80s when the, everybody was wearing the t-shirts and all, it would say, never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. That's it. Good Group God. think. <laughs> 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 we hope y'all enjoyed the show today. We, we've had a good time trying to figure it out. I hope y'all help us and leave us a comment. Help us figure it help out. Help us figure it out. Figure out what's going on. You know, behind the scenes and everything. That's what we try to bring to you. And we appreciate so much. Um, we were forecasted um, at a lower number during January, and we beat it. 
way, way immensely. So we thank you so much for all of your listening. And you know what you need to do today? Go out and be friendly to your neighbors. Be informed and become engaged in your community, in the things that are happening in your community. As you can see, man, on the national scale, we're as messed up as two left shoes. But on the community and the local levels, that's where we can change it. Be informed. Be engaged in your local community. And each and every day when you get up, look around and assess the situation and you got to ask. Is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there. Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.